Well, friends, I'm coming at you right out of the gate this morning. No background music, just straight at it today. Here I am sitting in my office in Morrill, Maine, and uh, ready to get the party started as we get into God's Word together today. Uh, I chose to forego the music this morning largely because I don't know if that's been our issue with uh, uh, YouTube in the mornings, so I'm going to set that aside. Anybody else that's trying to do any of this podcast, broadcast kind of stuff, I mean, you know what it's like uh, fighting with some of the uh, entities over over music and, and all kinds of different things that uh, sometimes they look at. So anyway, here I am. There you are where you are living this morning. In fact, I didn't even bring my coffee over to my desk. I got busy uh, working on some things and, uh, uh, and realized all of a sudden, wow, it's 6.01, time to go. And uh, here we are. So glad you're finding us. If you're listening in a little bit later, uh, I started this broadcast as really a live morning uh, devotional time for folks, and it uh, it grew into much more than that. It, I, I began it to, in the early days of the COVID pandemic, quote, and um, I uh, continued on and have continued on ever since, and it's grown into an hour uh, half hour to an hour of uh, learning the scriptures together, learning how to apply these things to our lives, learning how to become followers of Christ together. Anyone who claims to live in him must walk as Jesus did. That is found in 1 John chapter 2, verse 6. That's, that is kind of the theme verse of the, of the Daily Discipleship broadcast, the Daily Discipleship podcast, which if you are person that's doing that, uh, listening to podcasts, if, uh, if that is your background, you can find that, the Daily Discipleship Podcast on most of your uh, streaming services uh, like uh, Amazon or Spotify or a variety of different ones. You can find that uh, most every day. There's a fresh upload of, of what we're teaching, and there's more yet to come. So, I just want to encourage you, uh, if if you're a listener, if you've already heard this, then you've already heard it. But uh, some people like to take things to work and re-listen or whatnot, so there are podcasts you can easily download and listen to uh, while you are at work. We're in Ephesians. We're the fifth chapter. Uh, we are picking up down around verse 6. Uh, in fact, I'm probably going to back up to verse 5, and, and I kind of overlap a little bit back and forth between between uh, episodes and just to kind of keep things tied together. And uh, so we're going to do the same thing this morning. Uh, back at verse 5, it, it said this, Ephesians chapter 5. I know this is kind of picking up in the middle. You can be sure of this, no immoral, impure, or greedy person, such, an, such a person as an idolater, has any inheritance in the kingdom of God and of Christ. And yesterday we talked about how really what we're looking at there are people who really uh, don't have any inkling, any desire. They'll say, well, I'm a Christian, but but yet they're more bound in their immorality, more bound in their impurity, more bound in their greed than they show any interest or desire in the things of God. It is likely that that person will not have any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ. Uh, 
not as much because of their sins, but because of what they've done with Jesus, just the fact that that they demonstrate that there's not a spiritual interest, a spiritual hunger. They don't want more of Christ. It indicates maybe they don't even have Christ. And so for you to look at your own life and to say, hmm, do I have Christ in my life? Is it evident by by my desires? Is it evident by my interest? Is it evident in my hunger after the Word of God and things of that nature? So uh, that was verse 5. said, do not... Uh, uh, you can be sure no immoral, impure, greedy person, such a man, an adulterer, has any, any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Verse 6 says, Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of such things God's wrath comes on those who were disobedient. Now, we talked yesterday about the coming wrath, but I didn't so much talk about the empty words. I mean, God is going to send his discipline. God is going to send his judgment. He disciplines his children, but he and he judges all. Uh, for those who want heaven, those who want eternal life, the judgment isn't over works. the The judgment is over faith. The question is, what have you done with the Son of God? That that is the big question. That is the big issue. Do you know Jesus as your Savior? Do you have Him as your cover? Because if you do. It, 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 I'm not saying that it doesn't matter our sins, but our sins aren't what keep us out of heaven. Not having faith in Christ is what keeps us out of heaven. Our sins might limit our uh, limit our rewards. Uh, our sins might uh, have some indication of uh, of the welcome we might receive. Um, I mean, I can have a, a child that, that does really all good things, never displeases me and whatnot, and certainly I'm always going to be pleased with that child. And, and I can have a child that, that disappoints on a regular basis, but still my child, uh, the one, and I think God is it will be this way too. Now, this, this is a human uh, anthropomorphic statement that I'm about to make here. He's going to welcome all of us that have Christ in, uh, and the ones who did a phenomenal job, they're going to get that rich, warm welcome into their eternal abode. And those who didn't maybe do quite so well, uh, who weren't necessarily good and faithful servants, but certainly were sons and daughters of God, are going to get, hey, I'm, I'm glad you're here. I love you so much. I think I think just being in his presence, all, all the... The comparison will fade uh, out completely of the picture because we're just going to be so taken with him in his presence. Now, back to verse 6. It says, let no one deceive you with empty words. There are lots of people out there right now who will give you empty words. Now, last night I spent an hour and a half listening to a podcast, interacting with a live podcast, actually, Um trying to learn some things. And I thought, you know, some of these podcasts are really, really helpful. Uh, they they help us to uh, understand uh, better ways to do things, better uh, applications to our life. And, and and I think some of that that pop help, pop psychology stuff can actually be, be beneficial uh, as long as we don't uh, confuse it with, with Christian teaching, as long as we don't uh, uh, make it of more import than uh, our relationship with Christ and our relationship uh, with with the body of Christ and 
and our relationship with our Heavenly Father and our relationship with the Holy Spirit, those things should take precedence. Yes, we can learn things from lots of those, and we should. I mean, there are a lot of Christians who, you know, we look at the Bible, uh, but then we don't we don't learn how to make application of things like self care or taking care of the body or, uh, you know, th- things like uh, ending ending up living in abusive relationships and things of that nature. That that some of those broadcasts and podcasts can help us with those things. So I was listening to this podcast and broadcast last night, but I got thinking about there are a lot, especially when it becomes Christian, and I'm going to put it in quote, Christian, that some of it can be quite fluffy uh, and and hollow and empty words and um, and we have to be able to discern those things. Uh, if they never want to discuss the uh, the discipline of the consequence, the wrath of God, if they never want to discuss um, the fact that God calls us to a holy standard, uh, if they don't want to call sin, sin. And, and look, I, I struggle with sin just like anybody else struggles with sin. I'll call sin, sin. That's what it is. Uh, if they want to uh, kind of temper it a little bit and say, well, it's a choice now and and it's it's what you believe you are, um, that if you're listening to things like that, that that are guised under Christian Christian ease, if you will, you might just be listening to empty words. And so Paul says, let no one deceive you with empty words because of such things. God's, God's wrath comes on those who are disobedient. Now, when we continue on here into verse 7, he says, therefore, do not be partners with them. You want to be partners? Let me tell you who to be partners with. Um, be partners with with churches that uh, are engaged in making sure the gospel gets spread and communicated. Make sure you're partnering with minist- ministries that are seeing children reach for Christ, like Camp Fair Haven uh, here in Maine or the Neighborhood House here in Maine. You want to partner with uh, with with somebody who isn't giving you empty words. Uh, Coming out here sometime in the next not-too-distant future, uh, I am going to be rolling out my own website and would encourage you to consider becoming a, a patron uh, of that and especially of the uh, some of the broadcast things that I'm going to do in addition to what I'm doing uh, to help support the further uh, advancement of the kingdom and the things that we will do to advance the kingdom. Uh, all the opportunities of travel and, and whatnot to go places. I, I am regular, regularly uh, uh, communicated with, have regular correspondence with people in uh, South Sudan, is an example, and they want training. And so how do we get that to them? And, well, these things take, take resources. They take time. They take money. And so I encourage you, partner with, with ministries of that nature, Veracity Chapel, uh, partner with Veracity Chapel. You can go on to veracitychapel.com, find the giving link, and, and and make your gifts even right there. But partner in that way. Partner in in hosting a small group. Partner in leading a small group. Uh, p- partner in saying, hey, I want to help uh, lead the charge on some ministry initiatives. Partner with people who are not giving you mere empty words. Partner with people 
who are committed to the teaching of the Word of God, uh, partner with people who uh, are are seeking to bring glory to Christ, uh, partner with people who are, are not ashamed, not afraid to, to simply tell you what the Bible simply says, partner in those ways. Paul says, do not partner with those other, the immoral, the impure, the, the, the greedy, but rather partner with those who are going after Christ. I'm going to step away from the desk for a moment because I really need to get that cup of coffee, and uh, I'm going to put, in fact, I'll just leave the screen where it is, and we're going to continue on. I want you, if you don't have your cup of coffee, I don't care what time of day it is, if it's morning and it's live when you're listening with me, get that cup of coffee. If it's later in the day, get that espresso out, and let's have a little sip together here. I'll be right back. You have your coffee? I've got my coffee. Let's have a little drink together. Mmm, yes. That helps. That helps. That helps so much to get just a little bit of coffee down the down the windpipe there. Let's continue on. Verse 8 says this. Ephesians chapter 5. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of the light. For the fruit of light consists in goodness, righteousness, and truth. And find out what pleases the Lord. So what are we to do? I mean, we were once darkness. I was once darkness. I mean, my darkness was alcohol. Uh, There's there's moderate alcohol that some people will... uh, imbibe and enjoy and but then there is uh, drunkenness alcohol uh, or life controlling alcohol I was darkness in my alcohol uh, I was darkness in my drugs I was darkness in my anger I was darkness in my sexuality I was darkness in all of those things I was darkness in relationships I was void empty uh like two people, one person at home and another person at school. I was darkness. You maybe in your own testimony. Now, you might not have had the darkness type of things that I had in my life. Uh, sometimes it's people that are controlled by the darkness of bitterness or, you know, yes, they were abused, but now they're bitter. And I, I'm not trying to make light of the abuse, but the bitterness that sometimes leads to darkness. Whatever your past, if you are in Jesus, the, the the past is gone. Like Paul says, I forget what is behind me, and I press ahead to take a hold of what Christ has lying ahead. And that's what we need to do. We 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 press ahead. We press forward. We 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 move on from our past. And and some of you perhaps are allowing your past to weigh you down. Let, let Christ release the anchor. Let Christ knock off the chains. Don't You don't have to live in that darkness. Christ offers forgiveness. Christ offers second chances. Christ offers new life. Christ offers transformation. So let go of the past if you're in Christ, for it says here you were once darkness, 
but now you are light in the Lord. Friends, you and I are called to be light. Do people see the light in us? If we are weighed down by culture, they don't see the light, then our focus is on culture, not on Christ. Uh, if we are weighed down by politics, then then our focus is on on the wrong thing. If we're weighed down even by the economy, and and yes, these things are hard things. I mean, what's I don't want to pretend. I, I I watch the news from a variety of different vantage points, as a good scholar would do. And yeah, there's a lot of things there that could weigh us down. The the economy could weigh us down. The uh, all these things can can have their and and, and they do. I, I don't want to make light of them, but friends, I want to encourage you to turn your eyes on Christ. Allow his light to pervade your soul, his light to pervade your being, to place your faith, not just your saving faith, but your daily faith in him. Some of you are going through really hard times. Some of you are trying to make big decisions. Some of you are uh, have faced illness. Some of you are facing just the, the, the prospects of growing older. Some of you have the burdens of of kids and grandkids, really big things that give you a burden. Let God bring his light into all of those things. And you live as light. As it says, you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of the light. You're called to live as children, not just you, but me. We are called to live as children of the light. And the children of the light, how, how do we demonstrate we're children of light? It says, for you were once darkness, but you're light in the Lord. Live as children of light, for the fruit of light consists in goodness, that people would see our goodness, that they would see our kindness, that they would see our love, all things wrapped up in goodness, that, that they would see our righteousness. Now, a righteousness that has to make proclamation about its righteousness is self-righteousness, which is un, which is ungodliness. But the righteousness of doing the right thing, the righteousness of, of doing the things that honor and glorify God, that, that we would live, that we would live with the fruit of righteousness. And then the fruit of veracity, the fruit of truth that we would seek to live in the truth. And then it said in verse 10, this last thing, it says, and find out what pleases the Lord for us to be thinking today. Hmm, what will please the Lord and how I live my life today? What will please the Lord and what I do today? We need to be thinking about those things. That That is how we live as children of light, all the time thinking, how will I please the Lord in this? How will I displease the Lord in this? How do I glorify the Lord in this? How how do I experience the Lord in this? That's how we find out what pleases the Lord. That is, that is how we bring him honor and glory and praise. And then he says in verse 11, the apostle Paul, Ephesians chapter 5, have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. Have nothing to do. Uh, turn away from, run away from, Whatever those deeds of darkness are that are going to take you away from Christ, uh, run away, run away, have nothing to do with them. And, and there are things that will will draw us into the darkness. And it says, rather expose them. Let's put this in the message paraphrase and see uh, how Eugene Peterson 
renders these few verses. Let me look at uh, verse 6 to begin with. Do not let yourselves get taken in by religious smooth talk. God gets furious with people who are full of religious sales talk but want nothing to do with him. Don't even hang around with people like that. Don't listen to their podcast. Don't watch them on YouTube. None of that stuff. You groped your way through that murk once, but no longer. You're out in the open now. The bright light of Christ makes your way plain, so no more stumbling around. Get on with it. The good, the right, the true, these are the actions appropriate for daylight hours. Figure out what will please Christ, then go do it. Go do it. We read verse uh, 11 while we're here. Uh, says, don't waste your time on useless work, mere busy work, the barren pursuits of darkness. Expose these things for the sham they are. And, you know, that's a good word there in so many ways. What what we read in verse 11, this is all a good word. It's God's word. It's a good word. But don't waste your time with useless work. I mean, you you want to talk about one of the practicalities of life. Uh, I mean, how how much do we end up spending time on useless things? I use my phone as a camera now, so I can't make that gesture on a phone of just the scrolling. But uh, the average time people spend when they put their phone in their hand, uh, scrolling through the news, scrolling through Facebook, scrolling through Instagram, scrolling through TikTok, scrolling through all the different reels that are out there, the average length of time in any one sitting is 52 minutes. People will spend, and that's just one time. So if you do that two or three times a day, you may end up spending up to three hours of time just kind of scrolling around on Facebook, YouTube, social media, all those things that, that, that we're trying to redeem and use for God's glory uh, but but we waste our time on useless things, and there are useless things we can give ourselves, and that's one of the things we have to wrestle with. And I encourage you to wrestle with in your ministry, uh, or in your life, in your pursuit of following after Christ. And for us as a ministry, what things would be time wasters for us as in ministry? What are the the key priorities? If there were four or five or six things that we said that's what we have to do, what would they be? Now that's not to say that the other things don't necessarily matter. But if we do the lesser things and not the most important things, then we miss the main point. So we want to make sure we're not wasting our time on useless work, on mere busy work, but we want to make sure that we're, we're uh, investing our time in the things that really do matter the most. Mere busy work. I mean, what is that busy work? I, I, I've got lots of busy work uh, coming up in the next couple of months. Uh, good stuff, but... You know, I I, I want to get some of that busy work dealt with so I can keep on about these things and uh, keep on about working with people in South Sudan or keep on working with people that uh, get we get connection with in Kenya or people right here in the state of Maine. Lots of uh, uh, trying to be a catalyst of bringing people together here in the state of Maine and working with different groups to say, hey, why don't instead of your group just doing its thing and your this group over here is doing its thing, how about we all come together? And pray together. How about we all come together and and strategize together, and learn from each other, and encourage each other, and cheerlead for each other? Even though you might be Baptist over there, you might be 
uh, Anglican over there. Uh, you might be Reformed over there. You might be evangelical free over there or, or whatever ilk or background. Let's come together for the sake of Christ. There's a lot of other busy work that we can do, and I don't, I don't want it to be busy work. And some of the busy work that we do, as Paul says, it is the barren pursuits of darkness. Now, let me finish reading a little bit more here in this chapter uh, in the message before we cut back over to the NIV. Um, Verse 11. Don't waste your time on useless work, mere busy work, the barren pursuits of darkness. Expose these things for the sham that they are. It's a scandal when people waste their lives on things they must do in darkness where no one else will see. It's like the preacher who goes out golfing on Sunday. He does, he just skips church on Sunday and gets the hole-in-one that he never got in his entire life but can't tell anybody because he skipped church. Yeah. Expose these things for the sham they are. It's a scandal when people waste their lives on things they must do in darkness where no one will see. And how much can we waste our lives? And there's so many things we can waste our lives on. Uh, We can waste our lives on YouTube. We can waste our lives on Facebook. We can waste our lives on on TikTok. And and they're good things. And some of us, uh, I'm a part of a group now called Kingdom Messengers. And their goal is to have a million daily listeners through through the members of that group. And, uh, you know, I, how can we redeem the airwaves and how can we redeem the social media for the glory of Christ? That's what we want to do instead of the barren pursuits of darkness. And it said, expose those things for what they are. It's a scandal when people waste their lives on the things they must do in darkness where no one will see. Then verse 13, he said this, Rip the cover off those frauds and see how attractive they look in the light of Christ. Wake up from your sleep. Climb out of your coffins. Christ will show you the light. So watch your step. Use your head. Make the most of every chance you get, for these are desperate times. Don't live carelessly. I'm going to amplify this. Don't live unthinkingly. Make sure you understand what the master wants. And we're probably going to stop at verse 17 today. We'll pick up at verse 18 tomorrow. But what is it that God wants? What is God looking for? It says to wake up from your sleep, climb out of the coffin, get with the program, get with what Christ wants us to do. All of these things, truth for us. Let me take us back to the NIV 84, which is my NIV version of choice. Um, Verses 12, 13, 14, I'll read it there. Shameful to mention what what the disobedient do in secret. I mean, even to mention what they do in secret. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible. I mean, it will all become visible one day. For it is light that makes everything visible. That's why he said, wake up, O sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you, that we would wake up, that we wouldn't be asleep, but we'd be fully awake, fully alive, fully living in Christ. Verse 15, be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. And I really did like how how uh, Peterson uh, paraphrased this in the message. 
but we need to make the most of the opportunities that are in front of us to strike the iron while it's hot because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Want to know what God wants. That's what we need to do. We want to know what God wants us to do. Is that you? Is that your tenor? Is that your tendency? Is that your interest that you want to know what it is that God wants you to do? I I hope it is. Uh, May we not be asleep today. May we be fully awake today. May we be fully alive today. May we chase after Christ today. May we want to know what the Lord's will is today. May we make the most of the opportunities today. May we live in the power of God's Spirit today. Uh, may, May the light of Christ shine brilliantly through each of us today. That's our goal. Lay aside the dark stuff, live out the light stuff, glorify God with the right stuff uh, to make his name great. Well, friends, I'm going to wrap it up there this morning, and uh, I want to encourage us to, to take to heart what we've read today, to make the most of the opportunities. It's a busy, busy day uh, here in uh and Morrill, and then off to Belfast, and up to Bangor, and then back to Belfast, and then back here to Morrill. So wherever you are today, whatever you are doing today, I want to encourage you to, to live in the light and live out the light of Christ in your life today. Lord, that's our prayer in Jesus' name, and as all people who are part of this broadcast, know we conclude with Lord, hear our prayer. Friends, that's a wrap for today. I want to encourage you, have a great day. I'll see you tomorrow.